show. Here we go. New show. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Welcome back, Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, with my co-host, Neos Pandora, or Lainey. Lainey, it's been a few weeks. How are you? Hello. Hello. I'm great. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's so last week we got to talk with our patrons, and uh, unfortunately you were working, so you you couldn't make it. Um, so everybody sends sends their well wishes, and and I had an awesome time, and you had to work. So sorry about that. And uh, <laughs> the week before that, you did you did your solo episode, which was really cool. Thanks for thanks for chipping yeah. in. There. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so welcome back to the show. Um, this week we are diving back in to Fallout New Vegas, and we're talking about a group that might just be the only purely good guys, or the closest thing we have to like purely good guys in mm -hmm. Fallout, which is kind of crazy to say because everything's usually so gray. Yeah. Laney, who are we talking about? We're talking about the followers of the apocalypse. So followers they're pretty cool. Of the apocalypse. The followers they're definitely... of the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have to do it. Oh. The followers oh. of the apocalypse. They sound like yeah. I should be pronouncing their name that way. But they're not scary. She's they're nodding. Not scary. Nodding works they're really well only... on audio platforms. Sorry. There were <laughs> no, so many things happening you. in the room like two seconds ago. I wasn't sure if you could hear all the things that just happened. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, we just started again. Oh, no. This is take two, by the way, everyone. <laughs> take two. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties, but we're, we're, um, we're going to work it out. So who are the followers of the apocalypse? Let's let's go yeah, ahead and dig into the, this. The followers of the apocalypse are a hum humanitarian organization originating in New California, and they provide survival education education and medical services to people in the area that are having a hard time um so it, everyone basically <laughs> so they're like the red cross pretty much <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of kind of um and they also do a lot of research uh into things kind of like sustainable living and um how to use technology and create technology and what technology already existed that was good versus mm -hmm. technology that was bad. Um, so, so it's pretty cool. They're, they're a really cool organization. So let's talk about the name, the followers. Why do they sound so scary? I mean, they're not scary. They're, if you're going to go to anybody in the wasteland when you need help, they're probably the people that you want to go to. Oh, yeah. But why, why such a scary name? Followers of the Apocalypse. Well, it makes it sound right like they they love the apocalypse, like they mm -hmm. the end of the world was probably something that they think about a lot, right? It's it's obviously it's in the name, um, but they don't like it. 
you know, as far <laughs> as like, they don't like followers, the end of the world. they don't like the end of the world, you know, because you're they think they're following it. Like maybe they worship the bomb or something, you know, they wouldn't right. be the first, right? Right. And like the Church of Adam that's or something not the like case. that. Like that's, yeah. Like uh, if if you're somebody who hasn't played through New Vegas or the Fallout One and Two, because the followers of the apocalypse actually come from the original games, then you might hear the name followers of the apocalypse and think that it's you know like the Church of Adam or you know one of these weird splinter groups that have some sort of I don't know, uh, creepy agenda of some sort, Mm -hmm. but they're totally not. They're totally not. But so what are, what are they doing? What, what are they, what is the purpose? What is their ideology all about? How does this work? So they don't love the bomb. They don't love the end of the world. (laughs) They want to keep the memory of the war and the end times essentially alive so that people don't do it again in the future. Right. So right. they don't, they aren't into it in like a cool, like, Oh yeah. The apocalypse, like how awesome, like humanity was a blemish on earth, like something crazy. Like they really just, mm-hmm. they saw it happen. They think humanity is a lovely, wonderful thing that should stick around and they'd like it to stick around as long as possible. And so they need to figure out how to, prevent terrible things from happening in the future or to continue happening. Yeah. And there's something similar about this ideology uh, to the Brotherhood of Steel in that. And and they're very different, but in that they're they're following what has happened in the world and what caused the apocalypse. And they're coming up with some sort of what they believe is a solution to make sure that it doesn't happen again and that the world is a better place. With the Brotherhood, it has to do with technology, and they have this this concept that they need to take the technology so that other people don't use it or misuse it, and they think that somehow that's the thing that is going to fix the world. When it comes to the followers of the apocalypse, it's, it's really a very different thing. It's about, um, I get the sense that it's mostly about healing. It's about healing and it's about science and research. It's Mm -hmm. about giving the people what they need in order to live more healthier lives. Uh, uh, Reducing the amount of, you know, drug addiction, um, all of these kinds of things and a a belief in humans as good people, as as the kinds of uh, people that if you give them the right medical attention, you give them the right scientific knowledge that they can progress into a future that makes things better again. That's the sense I get when I think about the followers of the apocalypse. Yeah, and the comparison to the Brotherhood is really interesting because they do both have kind of a fixation on technology and the followers of the apocalypse do use quite a bit of technology, but it is all um, very like agriculture and like medical oriented. Right. And so they don't deal with weaponry at all, like in the slightest, you know, Um, they have guards, but they themselves are pacifists. And so all the technology that you'll see them using is going to be benefiting someone. Um, And they do keep other technology because they like to scavenge and research, Um, but they will purposefully keep things away to keep the the Dark Brotherhood. I did this before. That is not who this is. (laughs) The Dark Brotherhood. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been playing the new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. I streamed a little bit of it this morning, and the Dark Brotherhood shows up in the expansion. Ooh. No, no spoilers, because they, they they were hinted at in the like preview stuff that you got to do before the expansion comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, yes, uh, the Dark Brother. No, the, the Brotherhood of Steel. Different the Brotherhood. Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the followers of the apocalypse have been known to keep technology from the Brotherhood yeah, because they were yeah. scared that they would misuse it. Yeah, yeah um, they, they don't like the idea that they're hoarding it all and keeping yeah. it from everyone. They think that that's actually a bad thing. Which, which is, is interesting because in, in their cool. own way, they're kind of hoarding it, um, but not to use it. You know, they're, they oh, want to learn about it. Right. But they... But they, they freely offer the the what the technology brings to the benefit of other people. That's the difference. Yes. That's the yes. difference. Uh, the Brotherhood may or may not help you out. That's totally yeah. up to up to what they're doing. But if you if you were to find yourself in need at a follower of the apocalypse's camp or even just ran into an individual who considers themselves in league with them, you know, somebody who is a follower of the apocalypse, who just happens to be working for the NCR or some other organization. And you said, Hey, I really need some help with this. Their chances are they're they're going to help you out. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of their MO. Um, so let's, let's dig in a little bit into the origin of this. This isn't, I, I've touched on them a little bit in the like original fallouts um, and talking about them, but let's, Let's talk about the origin. Where did they come from? So they're vault dwellers or ex vault dwellers. Um, I'm I don't know what vault. Do you know? I don't know what vault either. Yeah, um, I don't know what vault. I know that it was I'm not near. Sure. Sorry, go on. Oh, it's near Dayglow, which mm-hmm. is uh, San Diego, <laughs> but after you know being very much destroyed and irradiated and right. they stuck around there for a while and you know grouped up and got to know each other or i guess they probably already knew each other and you know just kept living life and lived life over there and things were fine for a while until they started dying of disease which i imagine in a place called dayglow you, you would probably be getting some sort of something, you know, from the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. The, the glow was a highly irradiated. <laughs> um, and there's yeah. a whole there's a whole storyline. So in Fallout, I believe it's Fallout 1, you meet them and you come across their uh, the, at this point, they're up in the like Los Angeles area. And you come across the followers of the apocalypse and you, you see their building and they've got like the circle with the cross inside it. And the. Uh, you talk with the followers and you talk with their leader who, uh, what was her name? Nicole? Was that her name? Yeah. Yeah, Nicole. And um, she has such a common name that it, like, it, when I, like, I, I was like, oh, the dogs are barking now. Wonderful. Um, but <laughs> when, when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, that's not it. No, it's Nicole. And she talks about how her parents were killed by marauders. And yeah. she came from this area like Dayglow and how Dayglow was highly, highly irradiated. It was like bombed to hell. Um, mm-hmm. And sorry, dogs barking in the background. But anyway, that's that's the origin is that she realized that the wasteland is an absolutely terrible place. But instead mm-hmm. of that turning her into some sort of supervillain, she went like the good route. Yeah, she organized this group of people that, you know, they grew up in, or 
in vaults. <laughs> These people had been in the vault for forever and took them out and reorganized them as a group that could function in the wasteland and help people. And when they were started getting sick from the area that they were living in, moved them north, mm-hmm. um, which is just awesome. You know, and it's from the beginning, the intentions were good, right? And it's it's just really cool. I think Nicole is a really cool character. Um, yeah, and she sets the the ideology for the group from the very beginning like the very beginning is uh, and and i think that this is one of those like life lesson kinds of things like the world has done terrible things to me i don't want that to happen to other people so i'm gonna do the best i can in order to make you know use my experiences as terrible as they are to motivate me towards doing better to making a positive difference in the world and Mm -hmm like she sets the foundation for the group in that ideology and that carries through all the way to new vegas like 200 years past the events of of the bombs dropping so that's i mean it just obviously these are not real world occurrences right we're talking about a game we're talking about stories that were written this is fiction but there's something there's something to be learned here and i have a feeling that that kind of positivity Although it isn't as strong as something like the Brotherhood of Steel or as expansive as the NCR or as dangerous and um, maybe even tempting as the Legion is something that affects individuals and that they pass that on. It's that that idea of like the doing the good thing for somebody. And that doesn't mean everyone you do a good thing for is going to going to turn into a, you know, a do gooder, I guess, and, and pass that on. But enough of them will that it will carry that ideology forward. And I think that that's what's really, really cool about this origin story for for the followers. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, you know, the people in the areas that they have moved into don't have the same uh, view as we do about them. Right. (laughs) Right? So objectively, we can look at this organization and be like, wow, look at all these really interesting and cool things that they're doing for the communities and, you know, so on and so forth. But the people that they are living around have done a pretty good job of ruining their reputation. So many people consider them to be revolutionary anarchists, um, which makes some people in power, particularly the NCR, a little bit wary of them. And the NCR has some other history with them that we'll touch on a little bit. Um, But they are perceived as a threat by many other people who are looking to obtain power in the wasteland, which is really interesting because the organization has no interest in obtaining power um, or by inciting any kind of revolution. They just want to help people survive. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I, I think this is one of the things that you come across a lot in um, in even our own politics is that oftentimes the people who are out for themselves are threatened by people who are out for the good of everyone because mm-hmm. it gets in their way and they find yeah. that they, they, they and so they um they turn they what's the word they they turn them into enemies is, is what they do they they uh spread lies or they frame things in a way that makes it sound like they're they're out for themselves too and i think that there's probably this like core human component of not being able to like we think everyone is like we are You know, so if you're the kind of person who is seeking power in politics for the sake of your own gain, then you assume everyone is Mm -hmm. right. 
and this idea that like somebody might be doing things mostly for the benefit of other people seems foreign. Like people don't do that. I don't do that. People don't do that. People are always out for themselves. <laughs> that, that, like that kind of thing. Right. Um, but no, in some cases there are people who will just prioritize other people's needs over their own. And those people are very dangerous to people who want to take advantage of others and focus on their own gains. So I think that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. And so this leads into what happened with the NCR. And it's kind of interesting. They used to work together for years. They worked together. And this was great because the NCR was expanding to new areas, also trying, you know, they had some of their own motivations, but also helping people. And working together with the followers of the apocalypse, this was a good team. You know, there was a lot of potential there. Um, unfortunately, they had some disagreements about foreign policy. Um, the NCR is very... I It just makes me think of, like, colonial, like, American, like, manifest destiny. Like, they just want to keep expanding. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. just want to take over as much space as they can because they think that they, their way of life is the best. And they are going to protect everyone and help everyone. And that they're reinstating uh, what's left of America, in a way. Yeah. 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 It's... It's interesting and it can be good. You know, that isn't inherently a bad thing. Um, but growth but and expansion because, for the sake of growth and expansion is is ultimately yeah. meaningless. Right. And the followers see this. Right. And Nicole sees this <laughs> and is like, this is bad. This is not this is not what we should be doing. And so they have this disagreement. And I think there's a couple other things that happen. Um, let me. <laughs> let's I, like, skip the head the, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, sometimes when we get <laughs> to talking about these things, we, we'll we'll end up jumping around because uh, yeah. you know there's certain things that kind of stick out to us more than others. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after after the NCR started becoming a little bit more expansive, um, expansionist, if you will, I think that's the term for it. I'm like trying to think of to like AP US history. <laughs> like, I can't remember. Yeah, expansionist um, works. Sure. Yeah. So when that happened and then along with the NCR moving into these areas and then not actually taking care of the people that are in them because they're just focused on moving further. Mm -hmm. This was awful. This goes exactly against what the followers wanted. And so they left. That was the last straw, really. And when they left, they remained very bitter about the NCR. And there became this mindset of... They still had to move along with the NCR because that was the land that they had access to, right? Right. It was kind of controlled. And so they had to keep going with them. And so it became like this janitorial task where mm -hmm. they had to clean up behind wherever the NCR decided they were just going to expand to. I wonder, uh, real quick to jump in here, I, and, and if you work for nonprofits, if you're the kind of person who uh, does public service work, I wonder how similar this is to being a nonprofit in the United States. Like, I wonder if there's parallels there, right? Like if you work for, uh, we mentioned the Red, Red Cross, like if you work for an organization like the Red Cross, the United States does things that cause issues. Let's say we go to war somewhere. Well, the Red Cross then comes and like you said, as it like a janitor comes up and cleans up behind them, helps people in need. Um, uh, world events happen because political groups, countries, 
whatever are doing things based on their ideologies. They're seeking of gain, you know, to gain power or protect themselves or whatever. But then you have the nonprofits who come and clean up, right? They come afterwards. I wonder if that's like an, an, an analogy here. I wonder if that's actually something that inspired this as a group and, and what they're going through, like real world stuff similar to that. Yeah. Um, and so like they do with the Brotherhood, they also keep technology from the NCR um, because same same reason, right? If you don't know if their motivations are good, then you don't want them to have technology that could cause something terrible to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then the NCR, on the other hand, has been using a propaganda campaign to just really tear the followers to shreds and just ruin the reputation for everyone make it so that people don't know what they're actually doing and just hear you know this this propaganda and believe that they're this terrible anarchist group um which is it's just ridiculous but it works which it's it's Um, so it's so oh my god it's so timely too for like the things that have been happening and i i'm sure this happens all the time in politics but i can think of like a dozen examples of groups or politicians or whoever who are motivated by the goodwill to help people the idea that like following science can make us healthier you know or um focusing on the needs of the many will lead to a stronger economy rather than just the you know the wants and desires of the wealthy and there are a number of organizations and people in our society today that are doing good for the sake of everyone and the people who are against them are just malicious in in these uh, i don't know these falsities this uh misrepresentation of who they are and what they believe um make them sound like idiots or make them sound like they're actually in it for themselves when they're not and it's it's amazing how many of us fall for that and I, I don't want to get too political. That's why I'm not being too specific on these things, because what's interesting about that is that whatever side of the aisle you're on, you think that's happening to your side of the aisle from the other side of the aisle, because you believe that that your side is being represented uh, unfairly by the other side. Right. And it, it, and that's what makes it so hard to know who to trust. Like if you're the NCR here, if you if you are a pro NCR individual living in the new vegas area and you hear that the followers of the apocalypse are terrible then you're just going to believe them Mm -hmm. because the ncr has helped protect it's like indoctrination it's indoctrination it just passed down to you it just gets passed down to you that becomes your truth you believe that to be the truth and you will have a very hard time seeing the world as otherwise unless you come across some sort of very stark difference or uh, a moment of extreme need where somebody like the followers of the apocalypse actually help you out and then you start to go hmm maybe they're not as bad as i was i was told they were but unless that happens chances are you will never have a situation where you are really even given the chance to see them in a different light and yeah and you're right that's exactly how indoctrination works and what's so amazing about the way that these stories are written in new vegas is that this is this is reality this is what the world might actually be like in this situation 
which makes it feel very, very real. I remember when when I played through New Vegas for the first time and came across the followers of the apocalypse, they seemed too good to be true. I was suspicious. I was mm-hmm. I, I came across them and you, we're trained to be suspicious oh, of yeah. things like this. Yeah. Well, and especially <laughs> in a fallout game, right? Like everything's gray. There's no good. There's no, there's just gray. And then there's yeah. sometimes really bad. But most of them, everything's just gray. But I came across them and, and they're like, hey, we need some meds. And I was like, OK, I guess I can give you meds. But I was like, what is this for? Is it like, hmm. Are you using this for something other than what you're saying you're using it for? This is kind of suspicious. This seems weird. Like you, you walk around and, and when you're they they're holed up in like a fort and you walk around and you look at the tents and there are people who are receiving medical treatment and they're like in tents right next to guards and people with weapons. And those people are there because they're guarding the fort where they're taking care of the people who have needs, not because they're part of like a military force. But because yeah. they need to protect their fort, because otherwise raiders would come and <laughs> take the all their stuff. people themselves in the group are pacifists. Right, right. <laughs> if they didn't have anyone protecting them, they could just get destroyed. <laughs> right, right. Like a, a raider group could just, you know, come right up and take all their rat away and all their stim packs and then head back out into the wasteland. You know, like, and it seemed too good to be true. But the more I learn about them, the more it seems like. They are the good guys. Like if you're going to side with somebody in New Vegas, these are the people to side with. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to quote unquote win, but I don't think that they're trying to win. They're just trying to do what's right. And it's kind of like, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I said before, they're not looking for power. They're not looking for They are just there to help. Yeah, there's no other motivation. Right. They're just there to help. Right. Um, it's kind of like uh, in Fallout 4 where you have. Um, um, uh, what's his face? The guy with the hat with the thing on the side. Oh, my. I would lose words. And there's another there's another camp that needs your help. There's another settlement. That oh, needs your help. Uh, Preston. Preston and the, that group. Um, the the men of men. Yeah. The Minutemen. It's kind of like the Minutemen. <laughs> like the Minutemen are never going to win the conflict. They don't have an like they're they're outgunned in in every sense. You know, the Brotherhood will blow them away if if they if it came to it. The uh, the synths, you know, they went up uh, go up against the Institute like, no, it's not going to it's not going to happen. They're going to lose the wasteland itself is going to destroy them. But the Minutemen are just in it to help other people. They're kind of like this is kind of like the Minutemen of New Vegas, but they're focused more on medical needs than on. Uh, protection yeah and education and education right well any science education is this a good place to move to the middle of the show because i know we've got some other things coming up that we should probably um save for the second half what do you think yeah let me there's like a gap of a hundred years that i jump in the notes and i feel like but i want to make sure we hit everything before the hundred year jump you know what i mean yeah okay okay well um yeah, so let me let me make sure that we didn't miss anything. Sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> kind of it's okay. I'm kind of rabbit trailing here. I know, on, and then I, I just tack on, I'm, and then I'm I've like, just oh, been like, I've been inspired. I've been inspired by <laughs> by the followers of the apocalypse. Um, um so let me, yeah, let me do a little skim. <laughs> yeah, if you scroll back up to here in the notes where I highlighted, yeah, 
You'll see. Yeah, that's where that is. But some gap. of what we're talking about was past there. Yeah. And that's my own fault for well, tell you what, uh, organization. We're going to go to the middle of the show. I'm going to okay. thank our patrons. You figure out where, where, where I've messed up. <laughs> I totally, I totally <laughs> derailed her plan with the show notes. This is why I let her do the show notes because I go off on tangents. All right, let's move on. We'll, we'll go to the middle of the show. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Man, that was a train wreck. Uh, Welcome to doing live shows, everybody. When... You can. T- it's funny because like you or I do a like a an individual show on occasion. Like you did one, you know, two weeks ago, and then I I did one yeah. a few weeks before that because y- you had something come up. Um, and it's so much. It's so it's in some ways it's easier because you can just like organize everything and you can just you can do multiple takes if you mess something it's up. It's like writing an essay. It's like writing an essay, <laughs> right? But then when you do a live show, because this is this is what we do. We're live on twitch.tv slash robots radio. And there's not really that you can't really do that. You can say, OK, let's try and do that again and maybe edit it. But for the most part, you're just live. So you just kind of roll with it. <laughs> but anyway, well, welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part of the show where I get to thank our 45 five amazing patrons you guys are are incredible thank you for being here and supporting us we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for you guys thank you very 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 much and especially thank you to <laughs> pie man <laughs> liberty pie our tier six patron he's amazing supporting the show with uh, holy crap a 250 dollar uh donation every month and that is amazing thank you so much pie man um and he he's actually supports a number of our shows so um super super awesome guy thank you for doing that uh this week we currently don't have any tier five patrons but if you decide to help support us at a tier five you will get thanked every week in during the show and we have a number of other patrons who are getting all sorts of rewards so go check out patreon.com slash fallout lorecast it's really easy to sign up I had some people ask questions like, can you pay with a credit card on there? I'm like, yeah, you can you know, pay credit card, PayPal, like whatever is easier for you. You guys can can pay for it and you can get even even just the tier one patrons or one dollar patrons get ad free episodes. And that's enough to help support us even just a little bit. All of it helps. It all adds up. So thank you to everyone. And let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. Did you manage to put the train back on the tracks? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to touch on a few things before we jump 100 years in the future. Okay. So there are just a few loose ends I want to tie up. Um, One of them is uh, just some, some simple things about who the followers are. 
and what their like policies are. So anyone is welcome to join, and that includes former members of the Enclave or Brotherhood of Steel. They do not discriminate. Um, they will not necessarily ally with the groups, but mm-hmm. if you want to leave a group and join theirs, they're not going to push you away, which is wise, which you know, is- and they obviously have security, so yeah. it's not really a, a safety issue. <laughs> well, I mean, some people would consider it a uh, a risk because are those people being authentic? Are they just stealing your secrets? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But at the same right. time, like this, this is the, uh, like this is um, uh, mercy or grace. This is grace. Yeah. This is like living through grace, which is a phrase that is used in religious circles a lot. Like if you if you come from a uh, Christian background, they talk about grace and the willingness to um, accept others even for their flaws or sometimes do the risky thing, even if that puts you at danger because it's for the greater good. It's it's the thing that is truly the good thing to do. And that's I find that interesting because you don't see that a lot. You see most of the time people in Fallout and in the real world being careful and if anything, erring on the side of, well, you're from that organization we don't trust, so we're not going to let you in rather than giving somebody the benefit of of the doubt. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's so nice that they're willing to do that. I'm saying all the words. I'm sorry. You say all the words. No, it's okay. <laughs> I like. I hear you. It's like I'm cheering. I'm like, yeah. Like, get it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> then I'm like, oh no, no more commentary. It's all gone. It's fine. It's um, fine. That's okay. I'll just jump to the next little bullet point. Sure. And we'll, Go for it. We can we can get forward. So the other thing I wanted to mention was about their relationship with the NCR. Um, I kind of summarized what they you know that they were working with them and like why it made sense for them to work together but i didn't say what they were doing mm-hmm. um so they were actually very important to the ncr because not only were they there to help and to educate um but they also right they did research for the ncr and were their technical advisors so they were mm-hmm. leading the ncr and how they were moving forward you know they were part of the people deciding you know what they were doing and what was the best way to do the things that they want to do and to take them off the board like that is really interesting because that breakup between the NCR and the followers really makes it so that the NCR can do whatever they want. Yeah. Or at least those, yeah, the people with those, I don't know that more helpful ideology aren't necessarily steering the ship anymore. Right. Right. yeah, Yeah. They, they lost the voice, um, which is, which is interesting. And, I've got a little dog here saying hi to me. <laughs> My cat was biting me like five minutes ago. This is a weird episode. <laughs> this, is also, this is a weird episode. Come here. Look at this guy. Um, Sorry for our listeners. Oh, hi, Oreo. It's Oreo. Hi, everybody. All right. Sorry. Go on. So... My last little thing is just about the followers and their reputation and how the NCR has obviously done a lot uh, in terms of propaganda to skew that reputation and people really bought into it right they believe that they're anarchists they believe that they're like hippies right which if you think Uh about yeah these are pacifists that just want to help people they live in like a little commune type situation right they have some guards but like they're not them like they aren't the guards um it definitely feels a little hippie-ish but is that a bad thing (laughs) Right, right right it's really easy to be like oh darn hippies but but why (laughs) you know and so 
this is an issue. And despite the people that they're trying to help actively antagonizing them, they continue to help for free. Right. And I just right. think that it's really cool, including not only just providing medical aid and stuff, but opening entire schools that communities can attend for free, right? Public schools to teach them how to do things in medical science, right? Which will help the communities in the long run. And so now you have full graduating classes that know how to do basic science, which is really cool. This sounds like it, the only real solution to me, and I'm sure a lot of people have different ideas about this. Let us know. Let us know your thoughts Disc on the Robust Radio Discord. But it seems to me that if you're going to fix the world, education and <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't have the words today, but a uh, an unending amount of goodwill, if that makes sense. Like continuing to give and do the right thing, no matter how many times you get knocked down, is ultimately the only way to actually improve things. Mm -hmm. I think that's I mean, and it sounds foolish, but I think that that's actually how you make things better. Because well, yeah, because it, it puts the power in the hands of the people. Right. And this right, is I mean, right. again, this is what you see in modern day politics is exactly, you know, do, do we give the power to the government? Do you give the power to the people in what ways? You right. know, what, what what is the right way to do that? Um, and their whole thing is that 100 percent, the followers of the apocalypse is just revolves around social welfare. Right. Like they the want more to go equipped, and strengthen the communities. Right. Right. And, and this is one of the things that makes um, democracies strong. A democracy is only as strong as the individuals who who are in that democracy. So if you can strengthen every member of the democracy through education and uh, facts, like actually giving them factual information. So like actual the, the press, you know, like the, the information being communicated, being vetted and trustworthy. So like freedom of the press, freedom of education, freedom of science so that you can find out what actually works and what doesn't. And then medical help. Then you end up with a very resilient population that knows what's best. They know what's out there and they're able to make the best decisions because they're educated and they're critical thinkers. And if you yeah. have a population that can do that, then you could build and, and this is a long term thing, but you could build a nation that is extremely resilient and is way more likely to make the right choices than the wrong choices. And I'd like to add that because this is something that can set a foundation for a society, where it goes from there could go anywhere. You could end up in a place like like how our country is run, where you end up with a, a democracy and, you know, perhaps it is skewed in various ways. But, you know, the, this, the core of it is that everyone, you know, has a say in how the country is run. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to corporations or like if you specifically like medical uh, corporations, the medical industry, the way we have it here is it's not free, right? But right. people, and it's often expensive, but it's there, right? We have the knowledge for it. And that is one way that it can go where you pay, you know, for medical attention. But the other way it could go, and what I think that the followers are trying to do is they can provide that medical attention, which they do for free, but mm -hmm. they also teach the people how to do it themselves. Right. And I think right. that's something that are, I don't know about other places in the world, but definitely 
in modern day, something that we just do not do anymore is figure out how to fix medical things, particularly on our own. And many things are too hard to fix on your own, which is why uh, you need to go to someone and why people don't die from random diseases like they used to, or at least you hope they won't, right? But like things that probably people should not be dying from anymore because with proper medical help, you should survive them. Um, You know, there's ways to do it where you have the support of people who are trained for those big things and also if something bad happens at home you don't have to go to the er because the people at home can also do something right right it's like (laughs) Um, there's a false dichotomy that often comes up in these kinds of conversations about like why give the man a fish when you can teach them to fish and sometimes uh people will argue like giving handouts is like giving man a fit a man a fish when really we should be putting time into teaching a man to fish. But why not both? Like that's a false yeah. dichotomy. Like while well, while actually, you are educating the man to fish, he still needs to eat before he catches his first fish. Yeah, I was thinking about like, this earlier, right? Do both. Where if people people cannot learn new things and progress mm-hmm. and grow if they don't have their basic needs met. And exactly. that is the biggest issue in the wasteland is that people are not getting their needs met and the followers are meeting those needs. Right. And it's allowing for people to become educated and to grow. Right. It so all do both. goes together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. We, we, I think we've kind of anyway. we've hit this <laughs> nail a lot. We know who the followers are now. <laughs> right. Right. OK. So um, so what's next? OK, so I'm going to let's fast forward 100 years and you get to Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. And by this time, the followers have sustained themselves as a nonprofit organization. Um, but it puts them in a little bit of a strange spot. And this is because they are forced to rely on others to trade for things, particularly medicine, and to work with people that they may not agree with in order to keep the whole operation running. And... This isn't awful for them, but it's not ideal. Um, mm, right. But there are there are some benefits of this, such as uh, word of mouth, right? The more people you work with, the more people hear about what you're doing. And when they are accepting people from other factions into their ranks, it's probably a given that there are people that will hear about them and decide they'd rather work with the followers than someone else, right? And so that probably works out really well, and it gives them more access to supplies. Um, a big amount of their support comes from donations from other wastelanders, um, often in the form of not money, but things, you know, technology, resources, mm. things that they need to survive. And um, this place, the donations particularly, are what sustains them over the course of this hundred years. Um, and th- but in, in addition to their other, you know, other things they have going on. Um, Ideally, though, oh, sorry, I was I was just going to chime in 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 Fallout New Vegas. That's uh, that's a lot of what you do when you meet the followers is they ask for you to donate things and you can continue to donate until you get to a certain point. And what's interesting about that is even if you are um, even even if they really, really like you as much as possible, they do not invite you to join them until you've donated enough of uh, stim packs and um right away and something else there's one other thing that they asked for um and you have to donate enough of those things over and over and over again until they're finally satisfied and then they invite you to join them it's only when you donate enough that it, that it happens it doesn't matter before that what you've done for them 
I mean, you still have to do good things for them, but that's the straw on the camel's so, back, like I the guess. the game mechanic? Yeah, that's the game <laughs> mechanic. But, but that's the thing is that like they have to, I think you have to prove to them basically that you are, you are willing to give. And yeah, you're then, selfless. Yeah, not just to go out into the wasteland and do things for them, but that you actually will donate and donate and donate and donate. And then you are actually invited, which is interesting because, uh, again, it's very different than any of the other mechanics for any of the other mm -hmm. factions. So ideally, the followers would like to be able to work um, with local merchants, uh, which will benefit the community because it's benefiting the local economy. And... Um, Oh no. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh no. What? My notes. The whole thing just went I have to I lost. Your notes I, exploded. I, this has been the weirdest my episode. My notes exploded. This has been the weirdest episode. Where was I? Uh da, 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 da. Oh, there's my cursor. This is I'm so sorry everybody. <laughs> Here we are. Okay, okay, we're good. I'm back. So they like to work with local merchants because it helps the local economy. Um, and also it gives them the ability to, I mean, they, they do trades, right? And so if they buy medicine, they can give the merchants things that will help the community or things that are just nice, right? Like your kid wants a teddy bear. Maybe they found a teddy bear. They're going to trade a teddy bear. And now <laughs> some kid can get a teddy bear, right? Go. Like they're just something nice, <laughs> which is cool. So Working locally like that is really awesome. It's also why, like in real life, you get people that are like support small businesses. But same deal, like you're you're helping the local economy. Um, and then, in terms of being self sustaining, that's another goal of theirs. And they want to be able to do all these things without having to rely on the don donations of other people. Mm -hmm. But to get there, they need the donations so that they can become self-sustaining right. um so by the time you meet them in new vegas they're still you know they're still developing uh despite it being a hundred years sometimes things just take time especially when you're in the wasteland <laughs> right um right so yeah and when they trade they like to get medicine like i mentioned but also raw materials and so they want to get the resources so that they can build things themselves and then they can teach other people how to build things from those raw materials which is awesome <laughs> right it's a whole like yeah feed them and then also teach them at the same time yeah yeah um so so in yeah, new so vegas <laughs> we've, we've jumped all we've jumped all over these show notes let's talk about their relationship with the uh the some of the darker groups like the great cons yeah the so Obviously, they've sustained for 100 years, but not without hardships. They had the, the breakup with the NCR, you know, a little drama, a little spice. But they also had some issues with the Great Cons and mm -hmm. Caesar's Legion or Kaiser's Legion. And right. um, they're are similar issues, but a little different. So the followers taught the Great Cons how to read and write and do basic science. And they took this and they started making drugs and selling them to raiders. Right. And this is this is Which, the thing. This is one of the reasons why people would be like, oh, you're giving so much and it's going to be used against you. And yeah, that sometimes it will. It will happen sometimes. Right. But sometimes that doesn't mean that overall the, it's terrible. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the hope is that it's a net positive even if people yeah. use it for the wrong things. 
yeah, people are going to, there are just going to be bad people sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, they started selling drugs to raiders. And then the leader of the Legion was originally a follower. So, right, he yeah. calls himself Kaiser. And that is not his actual name. His real name is Kaiser. Edward Solo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the education and support he received due to being raised by the followers is what let him become the kind of person that could form and run the Legion, which is awful. And what's interesting (laughs) is the Legion and the followers are obviously polar opposites. These are two vastly different organizations. They like the Legion is very militaristic, you know, very Mm. dictate. Dictatorial. Dictatorial. (laughs) Yes. They have a dictatorship. And uh, the followers, on the other hand, are the exact opposite. And uh, because of this, they do not get along, despite one of their own creating the Legion. But Edward Solo does appreciate the stepping stones that the (laughs) followers gave him, you know, despite disagreeing with their ideology. He's still like, acknowledges that they helped which is true right like they raised him yeah he was uh, like a kid vault dweller when they or like i don't even know because no, that would have been so long ago how old is he <laughs> not over a hundred <laughs> no, uh, yeah yeah he's not over a hundred um uh, but yeah so but he, obviously like probably descendant of the vault the original vault dwellers and so raised you know in this group and yeah, I don't know if he was a descendant of the original Vault Dwellers. We will need to look that up because I don't, yeah, I don't recall. Well, they might not even head. mention it. Uh, yeah. But he definitely was raised by them. Like, right. Which I imagine right. means he was born into the group because right. I don't even think they just pick up kids. <laughs> they, uh, maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to dig into that because I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. It's it's not yeah. something that is just like right there in my memory banks to, to think about um, or know. But yeah, and then so something else that I I thought of uh, was in, the thought that was interesting was that the legion obviously is inspired by ancient Romans, mm-hmm. and the symbol for the followers in the Mojave Desert is a snake around a staff, and this is a reference to the god of medicine in Greek and Roman myth- mythology, and so both of them having symbolism from kind of the same era mm-hmm. is really interesting and cool. Um, not the same era. Those are obviously very different eras, right, but right, like but same classical, classical influences. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, so that was really interesting that they're like they're both uh, Roman, uh, which is really cool. But this is not the same symbol that they use in the other games, I believe. I think that's only in New they, Vegas, right? It's in a- New Vegas, they they use both. So if you look at some of the um, imagery on some of the locations where the followers are, you'll see the circle with the cross, but then you'll also yeah. see the the staff with the snake, and um, if you do all the all the stuff that you need to do in order to become one of the followers, you get a fancy uh, lab coat, and on one of the shoulders is the circle and the cross, and the other shoulder is the staff with the snake. So they use both, mm-hmm. and it would make sense because um, they're so focused on medical technology that the the staff yeah. with the snake is traditionally connected with you know doctors and medicine. I think it's interesting that that ends up being what. The designers for the game chose for them because it it really leans into i don't i really don't know what it's like in other countries but here so much of the medical imagery and logos that we are familiar with also originate from the god of medicine like the same things the staff yeah. or um yeah. hermes 
is the the other god with he has the it's the staff with the snakes and the wings mm-hmm. it's also comes from that and that's really popular at least in america yep. um in terms of you know what we do so it's interesting that they drew from that for this game uh it doesn't specify anywhere that i looked if it is like if if the followers got that imagery from previous medical stuff, because that would be interesting if they just I saw it, you know. So I mean, they're and, they're educated, and that's I think that's part of what this is showing us is that yeah. the followers and um, Kaiser Edward Solomon yeah. are educated people, and so they're using classical influences, like traditionally in classical education. That's what you learned. You learned about the classics you learned about history you learned about classical literature you learned about math and science um but you would know somebody else was educated because they would know about these kinds of things so it's it's tied to that concept that they are educated people and then uh expanding on this i mentioned before that they don't like the brotherhood and the only two factions that they will not work with at all are the legion and the brotherhood yeah which is interesting yeah not even the, yeah, the great they cons. just refuse yeah. yeah not the great cons well they taught the great cons you know like i feel like there's maybe some like they did some some shady things with them and they're a little or there's yeah, like but... there's, there's maybe there's some hope to like redeem them this idea yeah. that maybe what if they if they could get them off of drugs, get them off the streets <laughs> or off the wasteland. I don't there's phrase doesn't work. Off the wasteland. Everyone's on the streets in the wasteland. <laughs> but I, I have a sense that like helping people get off drugs is more of what they are able to accomplish. But stopping Kaiser's Legion or stopping the ideology of the Brotherhood is not something they could tackle. No, and, so and it's interesting no that the NCR isn't in that list either, right? Because they obviously had a disagreement with them. But I imagine if the NCR were to decide, oh no, we need to take care of the land we already have, right, 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 then it would be fine. Um, and I'm sure, you know, actually, it just dawned on me uh, the NCR, the way that they were kind of neglectful with situations like Prim or the correctional facility, so on and so forth. That probably didn't look too good either to the followers <laughs> oh, yeah. because it's just more of an example of the NCR has taken in these areas and done things with them and then just left them abandoned, essentially. Right. It is exactly right. what the followers don't like. And so I, I think it's interesting that they still are willing to like engage. But uh, like I said before, they're basically following the NCR wherever they go because that's that is the accessible land and people that they can work with. And so I guess it's kind of a requirement that you would have to engage with them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense to me. And then beyond factions, uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, their opinion of Mr. House. So they don't really like Mr. House because yeah. um, they really just believe that he he's running his casinos and that's all he cares about. Right. And, uh, the base, the base of operations for the followers is in Freeside. And if you haven't played New Vegas, Freeside is right outside of New Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like they're basically attached. And the people in Freeside aren't really allowed to go into New Vegas. They're just stuck there. And so you get a lot of gang activity. You get a lot of stuff because they're not being supported by this city that actually does have income and resources. They're being stuck outside of it. And 
because the followers are there, a lot of what they help with is in Freeside. They have a lot of things going on in Freeside. Um, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, and when it comes to Freeside, you have uh, gangs, like I mentioned, and one gang in particular is the Kings. And they are those fellas that look like greasers and they have the hair off. <laughs> we need to, we need to talk about have, them. They all look like Elvis. They have the, yeah. yeah, they have leather jackets. They all look like Elvis. And um, they love the followers <laughs> because they the followers are supporting their turf basically right like they are taking care of the area and even if maybe the followers wouldn't love gang activity (laughs) they're they get along because they both want what is best for the people that live around there um which is really cool and interesting and strange like it's you know unlikely allies it's right. it's fun. Yeah, and they um, all love Elvis, so you know you got that going. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't love Elvis? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The I don't know how the followers feel about rock. Elvis. The King <laughs> of Rock. <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, and then I have one, I have one last little little thing about uh-huh. Freeside that I think is really cool is that the followers not only assist the people living in Freeside with uh, medical ailments right so like the followers do a lot of things all around but because this is where their base is they have some more uh i don't know the word that comes up is leverage (laughs) but they have they have more resources i think and so they're able to not only provide physical medical help but also psychological medical help they have psychiatrists that are trained Mm -hmm. to work with things like ptsd which i'm sure is very important <laughs> in the wasteland probably having help with your mental health when you live in the wasteland oh, would be just a game changer oh god yeah <laughs> I, I mean can you imagine not having mental problems of some sort you know right. like depression right. anxiety uh you know something like yeah. living in that kind of situation for sure yeah or ptsd like <laughs> yeah like multiple things all at the same time like <laughs> probably holy moly, that's got to be hard yeah so yeah, so having a place you could go, uh, even if Freeside is a little bit of a dump, <laughs> that you could get mental health, mental, uh, I don't know, evaluations perhaps, just someone to kind of tell you what's going on and like what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And I think, you know, again, right, it's the, it's like you gave them a fish, you taught them to fish, and then you asked them how they feel about fishing. <laughs> like, all at the same time. <laughs> how they feel about fishing. That's, that's you're like, therapy. Really, you're really covering all your bases. <laughs> wow. Well, I have a feeling that you're a fan of this group, Lainey. What do you think? I think they're fun. I They're the kind of group that, like, in the real world, I would want to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be hard to have bad feelings about them yeah you know like even if you don't necessarily agree with their ideology in the long run you can't really pin anything against them other than maybe getting in the way of your own selfish agendas sometimes yeah is what some groups do so well this is yeah and then slandering them for no reason yeah yeah but this (laughs) has been a really a really interesting episode we've had a lot of ups and downs this has been a journey friends thank you for being here with us (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the followers of the apocalypse and what your thoughts were in playing New Vegas or the older games. Um, Lainey, do you have anything else going on before we head out? Anything else you want to share? 
How's work going? Uh, and yeah. how's, how's streaming and stuff? Work is great. Streaming I have not done yet, but I'm I mentioned in my episode that I want to stream all these indie games that I have. And so I think I will because I just think they're going to be more fun with other people. And yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, if you want to see some like real wacky games, please join me. Um not sure when it'll be, but I have a Discord and like a like a community and you're welcome to join and that's where i post updates that's where we talk about games what games to play all of that so you have any opinions or you're just curious that's where you should go also um speaking of work i as you know i work in a video game store and guess what i purchased (laughs) you purchased a life-sized pikachu That'd be cool, but no. <laughs> um, uh, Snorlax. Snorlax, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got, well, okay, I got one thing from my store and then I bought something from someone else. Don't tell my boss. Just kidding. Um, we got, I got an Xbox 360 and a PS2. <laughs> oh, classic. So they're fun. And what we're doing is me and CJ have just been like, because we have so many of the games in our store for cheap, uh-huh. just buying games that we loved as kids, you know, uh-huh. and like playing them again. Games? It's so fun. So what and have you, been, what I, have you then, played? What like what so stand out? We just got CJ walked in with the PS2 while I've been doing this, and so we haven't touched that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we'll, we'll get there. Um, but the Xbox 360 we had came with games already on it the people who turned it in didn't wipe the hard drive oh no which bless them bless them they're amazing so we Uh deleted their profiles because that just seems respectful and then it keeps the games there so if the games are on the system they stay there so we have ssx we have Mm -hmm. a bunch of like like sport games and stuff i don't know just like whatever probably some like teenage sport boys don't it you know but yeah. we have we have burnout paradise which i used to play Classic. at your house yeah and i obsessed listen i have no investment in cars or racing or anything my fiance were used to work on cars knows a lot about cars but that's not my area mm. i am obsessed with this game oh it's, it's super fun you crash into everything it's so and, fun yeah, yeah. you can you really can just crash into everything um it's it's real good it's been uh, both scary and cathartic since the car accident to play this game because okay. right. <laughs> like most of the time i'm like yeah like i'm zooming like it's fun and then every once in a while like i'll hit something and i'm like that wouldn't be fun oh. Oh. <laughs> but most of the time it's okay um, otherwise i wouldn't play it <laughs> and then we got we got some of the lego games yeah so we have we have lego star wars because you have to have lego star wars it's required and so we haven't played it yet that one's on the ps2 and then we have um on the xbox lego lord of the rings which i never Mm -hmm. played Mm -hmm. and it is very fun it's so cool it has voice acting like it just has the lines from the movies oh yeah it is awesome Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of fun so cj i actually haven't played it but cj and my roommate Corey were playing it last night and it was awesome so we're just having a good time you know just sucking all the happiness out of our youth (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good yeah um we'll we'll have to talk a little bit more about that uh when i see you on saturday so that'll be yeah we're getting together on saturday to celebrate oliver's birthday speaking of um revisiting games ea not to 
don't give EA any more money. Just kidding. Can I make <laughs> statements like that on here? EA has a subscription sure. like thing that you can do where it's like $5 a month and you can play uh-huh. a bunch of their old games, right? And it has it has like Mass Effect, it has like there's like good stuff on there. Um sure. I did not play any of the any of the actual like quality fun games when I playing on it. Well, they're still fun, otherwise I wouldn't play them. I'm playing Peggle. Do you remember Peggle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we Peggle, still we we'll still play Peggle on occasion. Sure. Peggle yeah, too. Yeah. Peggle. Peggle's a good time. Um and Spore. I've been playing Spore. <laughs> Spore. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is so fun. I I appreciate <laughs> it more now than I did like as a kid, right? Cuz now like part of it's like, ah, oh, yes, more science knowledge. And then part of uh-huh. it's like I can really appreciate the design of the game it's like five games in one it is you could play that thing forever it it's is crazy like five games in one <laughs> it's five very mediocre um, games all in one yeah five very mediocre games all in one yeah. but all together it's a very large mediocre package <laughs> <laughs> it's a very expansive mediocre thing yeah except i yeah, got I could- it for free 99 just kidding i paid five dollars a month for all these and <laughs> well the whole reason i found this in the first place is because i found that they had the sims 3 on there uh, and um i just am a sucker for the sims 3 yeah. and so i i figured probably i wouldn't want to play it for forever because the graphics are definitely Dated. getting to be sure. uh yeah sure. a little rough which you can play games where the graphics are rough that's not like like if they are redeemable <laughs> you could stick with them uh-huh. and the sims 3 there's lots of things about it that are in my opinion much better than sims 4 but also vice versa so mm-hmm. i can play it for a month i figured <laughs> would be fine that's your time limit yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you should check out check out uh, dragon age and mass effect if you get a chance those are yeah those are all good. i've You'll... i played some dragon age last year okay but... yeah yeah. Good too. Well, cool. Sounds like you're having a, a blast with a bunch of old games. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, I've got all the stuff I've been doing. I'm, I'm trying to stream some more. I've been updating. I've updated my stream stuff. You, you can't see it on the overlay right now, but the gaming overlays that I use have been updated. And we've got some new um, channel points things uh, going on. So all sorts of fun things you guys can do on on my live streams. So I'm trying to do that some more than I've been doing lately. And other than that, we've got a bunch of uh, shows on robustradio.net. So go check out all the shows. And we're launching a new show. I'm doing another new show. It'll be Monday nights at 1030 p.m. Eastern. We're doing the Xbox Game Pass show. Me and Sam or N7 Legend from the Mass Effect Lorecast are doing a show about the X-Pass, the X-Pass, the Xbox Game Pass games and that platform and all the new stuff coming to it and our experiences playing those games and a bunch of stuff, especially with E3 coming up and some big new announcements and with Bethesda and EA all being wrapped into that bundle. There's a lot to go over there, especially when it comes to connecting to the other shows like this show, Mass Effect Lorecast, uh, Elder Scrolls. So it's kind of a a neat crossover way of us being able to talk about multiple games on the same show. So uh, come hang out with us and and check that out. It'll be live again, 1030 Eastern on Monday nights at twitch.tv slash robots radio. And I should be streaming some of the Game Pass games throughout the week. So come hang out with me and, uh, you know, hit the little channel points button that makes you poop on my head because that's one of them. Ooh, Yeah. Can I do that? Not right now. It only works during games. Um, oh, just kidding. But later. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for riding this crazy roller coaster of a episode with us. And we will be back next week at, and this I think will be our new time. Uh, we're going to stick with Thursdays, but 4 p.m. on Thursdays. 
So we'll see you then. Thanks, Lainey. See everybody. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Thanks, Lo. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I think it must be getting stormy out. We've been having a lot of rainstorms coming through um, because my dogs are starting to get get kind of freaked out. So I think I will uh, make sure that they don't freak out some more or something. I don't know. I don't know how to help them sometimes when they get all freaked out because of the weather. Sometimes we put a sweater on pumpkin. Sometimes that helps. <laughs> Did your cat get freaked out from storms? Lainey? Lainey you're muted. <laughs> we can't hear you. <laughs> I was saying all sorts of stuff. Um, she does. Noodle doesn't. Noodle is... Noodle doesn't care? Awesome. She is also awesome, but scared of everything and uh, also attacking me right now. Hmm. <laughs> Cats are so weird. Cats are so weird. She's been in a, in a weird mood. She had her surgery yesterday uh, and she was like super well. drugged out all day yeah. yesterday because of it. And then today she's just like <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck with your crazy cats. Um, I'll Thanks. see you in a few days. Thanks for hanging out, chat. Low else. Yeah. Uh, Neko, if you're still here, anyone else who's, who's been in chat. Thanks. Good to see you guys. Uh, I will be back tonight with the Elder Scrolls lore cast and the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast. So stay tuned for that stuff. All right. See you, everybody. Bye.